0: Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of Action Movie Anatomy talking about our boy, Denzel Washington. We're talking Safe House. Maybe the most underutilized cast in the history of film, but it's not even really that crazy underutilized. I don't know. We have so many thoughts about this movie, guys. Hang out with us. We're going to talk Safe House. We'll see you in a second.
1: Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies and now. Here's Popcorn Talks Action Movie Anatomy. Boom! Oh, yes!
0: yeah. We've had an inordinate run of Denzel. Denzel movies. Oh, I know. Recently, this has got to be like Denzel number 4 in like 10 weeks or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, because we did Magnificent, and then we did a, uh, we did s- We're doing Safe House now. We did Training Day, Magnificent, Safe
0: House, Unstoppable. I feel like there's one other Denzel movie.
1: Look, man, when you're Denzel and you're that good, (laughs) you can't help it. He's
0: so good. He's so good. Guys, welcome to the show. Welcome to Action Movie Anatomy. This is the show where we talk about action movies on the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network dedicated to talking movies and all things movie related. Um, Today, we're breaking down another Denzel classic. We are and. Classics is an interesting word to use. Everything he's in is a classic. Yes, this is true.
1: <laughs> this is true. Uh,
0: so, so yeah, guys. This is pretty much. This is how it breaks down. We t- we cover action movies on this show. Those action movies adhere to four basic rules. Rule number one: the hero always plays by their own rules. Um, He's the villain, but he's basically also the hero. Yeah.
1: Tobin Frost. Yeah, he's,
0: I mean... Gleason's
1: definitely, like, the real villain. villain.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a hero pairing, except, like, not even. Because it's just, like, Denzel gets to be the best
1: character. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where we always talk about how in certain movies they'll play... Tony Scott does it a lot, but in certain movies they'll play where they have, like, you know, a mixed... Two guys yeah. are the perfect hero together, and I don't know if that really works in this situation. I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but that's what we're presented as an audience.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's not a Ryan Reynolds movie, even though he's on not. screen the most. It's yeah. it's
1: a Denzel movie for sure,
0: and uh, so he plays by his own rules.
1: Even so, to where I when I did our uh, our breakdown, I put Ryan Reynolds first. Yeah. And then I had to switch it, because it just felt wrong. Yeah. And the only people that see this breakdown are you and me. Yeah. But it still <laughs> felt wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, rule number
0: two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people in the room. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you... It's it's weird, because like we just said, Brendan Gleeson's kind of the real villain, and Ryan Reynolds is kind of the hero, and Denzel's kind of the villain. But, like, two of those three are the smartest people in the room. Definitely. Yeah. But definitely. I would say it's, it's Ryan Reynolds and Denzel, which is what you're supposed to feel are the hero and the villain a couple people in the chat there uh, n- Yes <laughs> yes. Right. Um, rule number three The movie is driven by a police, military, political, or mercenary figure You've got, yeah, definitely You've got military, yeah. CIA, you know uh, And rule number four The movie contains a minimum of one explosion, definitely mm-hmm. At least one There's an yeah. exploding car There's a-
1: This movie is one of those ones that's super interesting Because you and I had never seen it Yeah, We've been told by a lot of people that it was pretty entertaining yeah. and, and our audience, <clears throat> as well as your roommate I believe, yes.
0: Jeff likes this movie, yeah.
1: uh, Had been telling us to watch this movie and watch this movie, and I didn't really ever know anything about it. Yeah, this is definitely one of those interesting ones. There's a
0: lot of of inspiration for this show and segments and things we're going to talk about that all kind of come from this movie and where its placement is. It's a really fascinating movie in the sense that the two guys in it, when it came out, where they were, so Star Profiles is going to be great. Mm -hmm. And also that, like... It should have... This movie should be a much more relevant movie than it is, and it's just not. It even made enough money that it should have been more relevant.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, for sure. Like, all the way across the board, like, you've got... People at the peaks of their career. Yeah, you know, yeah, let's we'll just get into the conversation. Yeah. Let's start off with a trailer here, and we'll check it out, which I don't remember the trailer so at all. So,
0: guys, before we just get into that, if yeah. you do want to follow along in the conversation, you can find Andrew and I, as well as the podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Ben Bateman Media. Uh, you can find me at Andrew Guy. And, of course, we are on Twitter at AMA Podcast. Um, we... Have already... Yes, we've been on the show since we won the Shmoedown, our our first match, and that was awesome. We got so... Like, new fans, new attention for the last week's episode. There's so many people that have been tweeting. They just found it. It's so exciting. Welcome to the show. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's also
1: so exciting that you guys get to see us be ourselves and not... What we were on the schmodown yeah. well, no, which is like an awesome magnified version of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's exactly how we are when we turn the cameras off. Yes, Wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> um, so my flight is just on the couch over Yeah, here. it
1: is. Uh, but yeah, so we appreciate you guys so much for coming over and finding us or following us from the show. Um, yeah. And talking about things that we love to talk about.
0: And you know, the one last thing I am going to mention, because I'm really excited about it, is there's this brand new app called Anchor. And yeah, uh, yeah, Anchor is this thing. It's like podcast meets Twitter. It's short form audio blurbs, two to three minutes at a time. It's like a radio station that when you like go to the profile, you just kind of hear that day's ideas, that day's thoughts. They've got all kinds of people from like IGN to like movie review sites. It's all types of content for all time. Types of things. I was doing a Magic the Gathering show called mm-hmm. 10 Minutes of Magic Every Day, and I have been, and I will continue to do that, and uh, I'm going to be launching a movie show. What? I'm launching a daily movie show. Uh, it's just basically about awesome movies. There's a cool format. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm not 100% on the name yet, but I'm between a couple things. It's going to launch tomorrow, so download Anchor. Follow me on Twitter. Download Anchor the app. It's so much fun, and you guys will love it. And I'll talk about it more on the show here. So but.
1: once you're on Anchor, they just like look for your name? Or, or like they'll be able to find it, you pretty it, easily? It'll
0: be the name of a show, so okay. I will announce that show. Um, I Go think it's going to have something to do with fist pumps, probably. <laughs> but uh, yes, definitely. Go to my Twitter, at Ben Bateman Media, because I'll be announcing the show and and you know promoting the the crap out of it. Yeah, and it'll
1: just be like a fun way to... I mean, Ben and I literally, we just sit around and talk about movies all day long. Yes. We play movie, movie trivia, text each other all day long. So it's just kind of like... A quick insight every single day to just kind of like what we talk about. All kinds of cool stuff. Know?
0: Yeah, Andrew will be guesting on. It'll be uh, all course. my movie friends will be on it, so it's going to be super fun. I can't wait. Anchor. It's a great app. Um, you can like call in with your thoughts. I can post your thoughts on my station. It's great. Uh, awesome. Anyway, let's get into the trailer for Safe House. He was one of the most brilliant. Been he here a month. Happy birthday. Ever had. Until he went rogue. Until he went rogue. He was responsible for the deaths of multiple agents. This guy's just not going to walk into an American consulate without good reason. Denzel's Denzel's like, yeah, I can play that character. Yeah, that'd be easy. (laughs) Like, show him that. (laughs) 37
1: applicants. Every one of them with more field experience than you. How am I supposed to get more experience? I'm staring at four walls all day. This is Weston. We have a last minute reservation. Oh my God, that's Tobin, Frost. That's, Tobin
0: Frost. that's Tobin Frost. Oh my God, that's oh Tobin T- Frost. Oh my God, that's Robert Patrick. Yeah. Incidentally, the same cinematographer as the Bourne movies. Oh my God, that's the same cinematographer as the Bourne movies. <laughs> <laughs> the world, number one, you are responsible for
1: your house guest. Perfect. I'm your house guest. They're here for me, but they want me alive. You don't kill. Time's mm. a wasting. You don't kill. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Get in. You serious? Yeah. Get in the truck. The safe house has been compromised. Follow protocol. Protocol? There's no protocol for this. Who's after us and why? I think you need to consider how your safe house was attacked in the first place. That house was a secure location. Whoever crashed it, they were invited someone told them. Someone you know. You're not going to get in my head. I am already in your head. Tears on so like, the mausoleum floor. Blood stains the Coliseum's It's like... I think Western's it's,
0: it's, it's like a, like, a basic enough trailer with good enough people control, that I would have been totally intrigued to watch this movie. Yes. I and mean, I think I did see the trailer you when it can came stay out. blind or you can open your eyes. Yes.
1: Yeah, because I'm sitting here, I want you to take me in. I can't even finish my sentence because I want to watch this movie. Yeah, yeah, completely. Like I want to watch
0: this movie. There's several things that there's several things about the movie that that trailer sells well that don't actually happen in the movie.
1: Yeah, one absolutely was that car jumping at the end. I didn't I yeah, remember that. There's a chase
0: early on mm-hmm. the, earlier in the movie, mm. but <laughs> the one the first one is that like Denzel seems like so much more like top of his game badass villain Denzel in the trailer (laughs) than he actually does in the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we always write here, you know. We always there's like a joke that we'll always write under length here, because yeah, because for it was like,
1: so, for some yeah,
0: it's just there. It's been
1: there in our outline since we started the show. It starts with action movie anatomy, and then it says length, movie director, and year. And I have no idea why we put length in, and it's stayed there for almost 100 episodes. Yeah, and we and just put a joke in every. We week. usually put a joke,
0: <laughs> and it's sometimes inappropriate. Um, and this one is just Denzel phoning it in because, like,
1: he's totally serviceable, yeah. but just completely unmemorable. I, I, I like want to get into thesis statement right now. Okay. Like I want to jump right into it because I think this is a super interesting conversation. I think yeah. there's a lot of thesis statements to yeah. be had and I think Oh, I'm excited about mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like one of them is what you're talking about is like maybe this is the best like the greatest example of Denzel just phoning in a film. Yeah. You know, and then like the other one is like this is the biggest waste of two A list actors in their prime. Yeah. Um mine I think oh, the other one is that we we've talked about this so many times and I think you said it on John Wick 2 maybe when you were like, This movie shows or Jack Reacher, I don't remember, you're like, This movie shows that we as <clears throat> creators and as an audience have no idea what the formula is to make a good action. Movie oh yeah, it was anymore. John Wick. It was yeah. John Wick. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is perfect for this as well. So I th- with all those being said, which I think any one of those could be just as good as my thesis yeah. statement that I'm using, is that this film shows exactly what happens when there's no heart in movies.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's the, it's it's so funny because if you look into the making of this movie and all the details that got this movie made, Yeah, and you read about it, you watch the interviews, and I did a lot of them, this was one of the top blacklist scripts of Unmade Scripts. This was, you know, the director wanted to sit down with Denzel and work on the character. They sat down for three months writing this together. Like, Denzel doesn't get a credit, but I mean, basically, like, right. he was very familiar with this project. This, like, this should have been... This should have been legit. This came out the year after Green Lantern, so it should have been like Ryan Reynolds was just right there. They were S- both right there. Yeah. Sometimes things. I think Flight was the same year. Yeah. I think he got an Oscar on for Flight this
1: year. Sometimes things just don't add up. Yeah, and-, and this is one of them where I think, and 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 that's why I don't know. Like you say, it doesn't add up. What is the missing part of this equation? Where did we forget to carry the one? And that was the heart. That's the heart. No one has. There's no heart in this film. There's no... No one loves the character they're playing. Ryan Reynolds might. But I think Denzel, Denzel... I think he
0: likes his character. I, I,
1: likes. Yeah. Loves. Like, yeah. really attached to. There's something... You know? yeah, there's there's just something missing. 100%. And I, I think
0: my thesis is going to give us a little yeah? bit of somewhere to jump from.
1: And, and again, like, Vera Farmiga, Brendan Gleeson, these people are all great actors. Yeah. This has an incredible cast. So, I think that this movie is the best example, or one of the greatest examples of what happens to a film, blacklist script. A-list actors, Oscar winners, Oscar nominees. Yeah. When there's just no heart. So I'm going to do something a little <clears> different <throat> here because what you just talked
0: about as far as that goes and what my thesis are going to do are going to take us directly into um car- into actress profiles because That's fine. and I think we'll, we'll so we'll get to all of the games and things right after we do that. But uh, <clears> I thought about this a lot. I had a lot of the similar theses as the ones you just shared. Yeah. And this was the one that stuck with me because we have a thing written down right here that we're going to get to and it's the reason it leads into this is that we A section we call Don't Be So Dramatic. Oh, Why do some yeah. actors have such a hard time being taken seriously dramatically? Because it's no secret. Ryan Reynolds has struggled to be taken seriously as a dramatic actor. Absolutely. Even though he's a good actor. So my thesis statement is that Ryan Reynolds is the highest profile movie star doing drama without a dramatic hit to his name.
1: Ryan Reynolds is the biggest?
0: Yeah. And this movie makes me think of it because... Exactly when it came out, so I'll, I'll put that into context for you guys. If you just listen, if you're just listening or you're watching and you're trying to think what exactly that means and who would this compare to, so take the other segment we just mentioned, right? Why do why do like some actors struggle to be taken seriously dramatically? And I'm talking like A-list actors. Yeah. You know, think about, okay, McConaughey's a great example of a guy who really did struggle for a while. He was in a lot of stuff, but early in McConaughey's career, he
1: was at least in some movies. I mean, I think you look at any of those guys in the 90s that were just put as heartthrobs. Yeah. You know? Most of them never break out. McConaughey was able to change it finally,
0: mm-hmm. but it took him into his 40s, well into his 40s before he was able to do it. Mm-hmm. Reynolds. If you go look at Reynolds' career, so let's just let's just start right here, okay? Change Up is 2011. That's the movie with Jason Bateman. It's funny enough. That's fine. Yeah. Um, he's just playing Ryan Reynolds. Green Lantern 2011, one of the big bigger superhero flops in recent memory. And Buried, which is a red box movie. Which I've
1: heard is actually pretty sweet. I, I really wanted to watch Buried. Yeah.
0: Before it, the show, just to get going.
1: No, no, no. I like just wanted to watch it when it came out, and I just never got around to it. Um, I was in college or just finishing college at the time, so like m- my buddy and I were. It just looked awesome. Like, and it, was, it, looked, it was a red
0: box movie. Right? It's a red
1: box movie. It's just him on screen yeah. in a box. So let's just put that in
0: context for a second. 2009, he's got the proposal. The proposal That's might the be bulk. Ryan. Yeah, that yeah. Might, like, that might be his biggest hit. I mean, aside from now, obviously he's right. bigger. But like, let's cut him off at twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Let's cut him off before like he's in this new phase of
1: Ryan. Well, Reynolds okay. So wait, you're talking uh, the proposal because the other movies that you look at with Ryan Reynolds are Waiting and Van Wilder. Those are the two. And just friends. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. I and mean, you and I love that movie, but a lot of people don't know that movie. Well, I
0: think it came out the same year as Waiting, so I, right. And I think it made a lot more money. Waiting, but,
1: just friends. What was the other one I just said? Oh, Van Wilder. Van Wilder. Yeah. So
0: if you go all the way back to the beginning, Ryan Reynolds is a TV actor. He start. He got his first job on a show called Fifteen when he was fifteen in nineteen ninety one. Jesus. Um, the guy's been working forever. So he's he's like not someone who's. I mean, he didn't get those movies we're talking about. Van Wilder is 0-2 two. had mm-hmm. been working consistently on many television shows for eleven years. And just in Freaks and Geeks, uh, or no, sorry, not Freaks and Geeks, uh, Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Parlor. Right. Like, he did that show for three years, and then that ended, and he did Van Wilder. So, if you look at his career path, O two 2 hits. He's already been in the game for 10, 11 years. He's made tons of money. Van Wilder was, like, the first time that he really hit that college audience at the right time. And he found his perfect, like... Sarcasm or whatever his, his delivery, thing. whatever it is in a mood. Yeah. people saw it. Yeah, 2004 is both uh, just friends and waiting. Mm-hmm. So that's like the next, or I'm sorry, that's 2005 because 2004 is Blade Trinity. Oh,
1: yeah. So Blade, and Alba.
0: Yeah, know. Blade Trinity, or Jessica Biel. I right? mean, Beale, yeah. Blade Trinity is an interesting one because it's clearly one of these times, if you watch him in Van Wilder, he's not that shredded. He's like a in-shape guy, right. but he's like a normal college kid. And Trinity, he's getting there because he's still like, I mean, he's jacked, but he's like so young. Yeah. You know, there's like that weird he's j- like, young jacked. He's like shredded, and he clearly took the chance to like, okay, I'm going to be on screen. I'm going to mm-hmm. have my clothes off. I'm going to get super yoked for this movie as much as I can, and that's going to be my thing. And Ryan Reynolds for a little while was the body guy. That's yeah. that was his thing in the mid two thousands. So you keep watching as the career is developing and he's showing up in movies. And I remember distinctly, the proposal comes out and you're like, oh, okay, he is front runner next to Sandra Bullock in a big time summer rom com. Mm-hmm. This should be and the movie made a lot of money and it was a hit. People love that and movie. people love that movie. So you're thinking at that point, Adventureland comes out right with Bill Hader and Jesse Eisenberg, mm-hmm. right? You're like, and Ryan Reynolds in that. You're like, all right, great. So he's 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 there now. His next four or five years should be just stocked. This weird thing happened though the world didn't want Ryan Reynolds to be a leading man they just no. didn't you look at all the movies that came out around then that he tried to be dramatic the nines chaos theory like
1: he did all these movies that just no one gave a shit well it was it was just such a weird thing because he Ryan Reynolds has gotten to this point where like no one wanted him to be anything. They didn't want him to be, like, the young, hot guy. They didn't want him to be, like, the smarmy, quirky, like, funny guy that was, like, kind of an asshole. And they didn't want him to be dramatic. They just didn't want him, which is why he basically just got married and took a break. Wolverine Origins comes out, and they they
0: seal his mouth shut in the second half of the movie. I mean, that's an, another one where you're like, okay, Ryan Reynolds, he should be a star from playing Deadpool, except they only give him, like, a couple minutes of screen time.
1: Right, and with the character who is made... To be heard To be heard, right Yeah That
0: movie comes out The literal follow-up to The Proposal is buried A Redbox movie with him by himself on screen Like, mm-hmm. somebody didn't do their job So then, 2011 hits, right? We're right getting up to the point now Green Lantern comes out We're all thinking, okay, great So this is Blake Lively It's Gossip Girl yeah. It's This is, uh, it's, uh, Christoph Waltz He just won an Oscar Ryan Reynolds is the star DC's making the push They're, they're following up the Batman movies Total flop Total flop Complete Not a good movie And total flop Yep like, it's unbelievable to me that he's managed to actually become a true A-lister
1: now, after all this happened, because then the change-up, Safe House... Safe if house it is... weren't for Deadpool, he wouldn't. No. Like, there's literally nothing... I mean, you can... With a lot of actors, you can go back and find the one movie that really did stuff for them. Yeah. And with Ryan Reynolds, it's harder to say, was it Van Wilder, or was it Deadpool? And I think now that we're older, you say it's Deadpool, because you look at the rest of his career, he's yeah. going to have a chance... For twenty more years, whereas Van Wilder gave him a chance for five. Yeah, I think know?
0: I think in this phase, like where <laughs> the, the kind of movie star he's in with Life coming out this weekend, it is Deadpool. That's the movie that did it. That movie looks so sweet. Yeah, Life looks great. Yeah. So, and then yeah, just, I just you look at Safe House and you think to yourself, all right, Safe House in twenty twelve, this should have been the movie. Like this, this is built to be the movie.
1: Yeah, blacklist script, Denzel, you're the lead. It's it it's it just should be. But that's again what what I was talking about with my thesis. It just. Because what happens Compare him for a second To Chris Pine Which I think is a pretty Safe
0: comp for the time mm-hmm. They get a lot of The same roles Chris Pine's follow up To Star Trek Was Unstoppable A Boy. similarly like underloved <laughs> Denzel movie Denzel movie With Denzel With a younger You know A younger star That's supposed to tag along And Unstoppable Is regarded by most people As a pretty quality Action movie They like that movie People like Unstoppable It did well Yeah no one gives a shit about Safe House. It didn't make it no. made money. It's just like no one remembers it. It's like this just sort of like amorphous like lifeless movie. It's just hilarious to me and I think so my thesis statement that Ryan Reynolds is the biggest movie star going for dramatic roles that doesn't have a dramatic hit. I don't know. I mean, Life might be a hit and it's an ensemble
1: movie and maybe it will be. Yeah, and Smoking Aces and wasn't a hit and he was like it was an action movie but he was dramatic in it. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. Yeah,
0: because then if you start to try to think who <laughs> else could you compare to him, that's what that segment's supposed to be. I couldn't think of anyone else. I couldn't think that of else a single is like that career. I couldn't think of a single other handsome leading man who's that funny and has worked for that long and was like a comedy guy, had tried drama over and over again and just failed at it. Ripd.
1: Right. I mean, these movies are just like maybe Shia, but he's too young right now. And people kind of love him as a dramatic actor. Like they kind of do, but they, it's the same thing where they. Yeah, I bet Buried was sweet. I yeah, bet it was good. It's true. We didn't watch it, you know. Um, all right, so let's move on. Let's move on to our, uh, I guess, fist pump. You want to do fist pump now, or you want to do? Well, you want to just cover? Denzel. You want to finish this? Okay, yeah, yeah. Denzel's real quick. So yeah, Denzel. His spot is
0: a little bit different. We've we've covered two of these three movies. It was so
1: weird. Like I, I've covered Denzel so many times, and going back and looking at his IMDb, this time for some reason I was like, God, he really took a big break. He just slowed way down. He just slowed down big time, like one movie a year.
0: Yeah, so '09, <coughs> he does Taking of Pelham One, Two, Three, which I love. Yes, um, we know. <laughs> 2010, he does the Book of Eli, which is horrible. I've never watched it. It's very bad. Big flop. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Hughes brothers, right? It's the guys that directed Dead Presidents and Menace of Society.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those movies where it's like it was. You put Denzel in a role to be a, such a badass. Yeah, and it, and he wasn't. Yeah, and how how is how is that ever possible? How can you not make Denzel Washington a badass? Yeah, you know. And then
0: Unstoppable in 2010
1: Which I'm a big fan of And that's He literally took a break He didn't do a movie in
0: 2011
1: uh, I can't remember But there's a point there. it might have been Eight to nine Or maybe he skipped eight Or skipped eleven But there's, yeah. there's years in there Where he did, didn't do anything Yeah that's interesting I mean he's been working forever
0: There's a whole earlier part of that guy's career That like We are pretty big Denzel fans Yeah And the I, entire I, 80's To early 90's Is like not really something we ever talk about.
1: Yeah, it's... it's. I mean, if you guys know from watching us on the Schmodown, like, I mean, you wouldn't know yet, but for movie trivia, like, the categories that are on that show, like 70s and 80s, it's so weird because you and I watch so many movies, and we talk about movies so much, but you just can't put in the work for something you weren't born for. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's hard to, to soak it up like we do with these movies that come out now. Agreed. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think
0: with Denzel, he was... He, this movie not being a hit for him is like makes a little more sense cuz two guns is like i think the next year yeah. and it's kind of the same thing but the fact that they had paired those two guys together at that moment for Ryan Reynolds is the surprising part so, anyway, uh, we're going to step it back now to the stuff that we usually start the show with, some fun stuff, and uh, we're going to get into Fist Pump Moment. Because yes. uh, so if you guys are watching or listening for the first time, Fist Pump Moment is that moment something happens. You just kind of look around. You want be like, are you seeing this right now? This is so sweet. Watch that again. <laughs> rewind it. That's so fucking awesome. Yeah, I rewinded uh,
1: mine for sure this yeah? time. Yeah? Yeah. I wonder...
0: It can't be the same one. Mine's, like, way, way, way too esoteric.
1: It probably is. It's <laughs> probably not... I mean, it's probably not the same one because mine's kind of weird, too. So, I... My one where I'm just like, yeah, it's fist pump in an action movie was right when Ryan Reynolds puts on the seatbelt and crashes into the car yeah. in the parking garage. Yeah. Like, that car chase is actually really sweet. It's actually a really good car chase. Yes, agreed. And, like, him and Denzel fighting and the way that it ends, and, like, there's so many things in this movie with, like, how intelligent Ryan Reynolds is yeah. that are good, that, like, make sense. Like, the way he gets away and, like, his idea to put on a seatbelt and crash. And, like, he, he owns it. He really embodies yeah. this character. But, um... Still, it's something something was missing. But so, my, my fist pump, though, and it's also my favorite line, but it's when he's sitting in the chair and he's like, You need 600s. Yeah. He's like, What? He's like, Those are 300, 375s, right? You need yeah. 600s. He's like, What are you talking about? And then, and then uh, Robert Patrick says the guy's name. I can't remember his name. He's like, Blah, da, 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 lasted for 20 seconds. Yeah. Denzel's like, Yeah, you had 600s, though, didn't you? <laughs> and, like that moment where I'm like, What is. He's about to get waterboarded and he's telling them why he's going to be okay. (laughs) He's so calm. He's so calm. And then he gets back up and he's like, die. He's like, how long was that?
0: Do you know that he actually waterboarded him in filming? Really? Multiple times. He'd do two or three seconds at a time
1: uh, in filming. He wanted to really do it. You know what? I would do the same thing. Yeah. I 100% would. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to die. I just want to know what it's like. Got to be so savage. Be horrible. horrible. Horrible.
0: <laughs> um, so, okay. So, my bump moment, this is like funny to me because I, I was like struggling the whole movie to really like latch on yeah. one thing. Yeah, yeah. That moment you're talking about is definitely sweet. That was, I was close to that one because anytime Denzel's being Denzel, you, it can just, his Denzelishness, as yeah, they say on the uh, Denzel Washington podcast,
1: can just like, be the thesis. You're going to torture me.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, but my my first moment is in that is that, like the shootout in the like little shack at the end um, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Tenzel comes back to save Ryan Reynolds and and like kill the dudes and he's hiding behind like a door at the end of the hallway and he dashes across for a second to shoot to shoot one of the guys oh yeah but he doesn't dash he just walks slowly <laughs> he like walks at normal pace and then shoots as he's walking yeah and I'm like Denzel must have he must have like because he does it I was like are you kidding me I was like D- Denzel's like, like ksh- he's like I'm not gonna run this character <laughs> doesn't run he's calm he walks calmly and he shoots he's like no he would go as fast as fucking possible because they have sh- guns like machine guns yeah like, no no it's like it, no of course not he's gonna walk calmly and shoot that's yeah. like what he does that's, that's so funny <laughs> I was watching it I was like of course man
1: that's so funny because I had another one that was just like that it was a super weird <laughs> moment it was during the first car chase it's like they're crashing into each other. They're banging into other cars. It's like a fucking movie Hollywood car chase, yeah, right? Yeah. Halfway through it, the guy chasing him's like, I'm gonna put on my silencer. Yeah. What? Your silencer <laughs> in the middle of a car chase in the middle of a town. You're worried about your gun being loud. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was fucking great. It was awesome, yeah. <laughs>
0: was, they died. So that's uh, that's the fist bump moment, guys. If you have any th- fist bump moments or thesis statements of your own you want to share, tweet at us at podcast or leave them in the comments. We always love to know what you think. Um, Tobin Frost
1: does not wa- run.
0: No, Tobin Frost does not run. And speaking of Tobin Frost...
1: Tobin Frost.
0: So, guys... We've made comments in the past to the sweetness of certain characters' names. Memphis Reigns. Memphis Reigns or Axel Torvalds. Uh, Axel Torvalds is so that's good. It's a good one. So we just figured what what's um what is uh, there's a couple Travolta's other Travolta's name in Swordfish. Is it, Oh, uh is it it's Gabriel or something? Yeah,
1: something Gabriel. But Ga- Tra- Yeah, I can't remember. Fuck. There's one that's that Travolta has or someone has that's really good. Is it um
0: well there's a couple so the face off ones are really good. Yeah. Castro Troy and,
1: uh, I'm Castro Troy
0: Yeah Castro Troy is a really good that, one Yeah that was better than, than his uh, But isn't, isn't he a super sweet character in Broken Arrow Doesn't he have a great name in Broken Arrow
1: yeah, someone wrote that. I think he has a comment. sick
0: name in Broken Arrow. I can't think of yeah. what it is offhand. But anyway, guys, we decided to come up with our three fictional
1: uh, deep cover, possibly rogue agents. Yeah, uh, mine are mine are all bad guys. I have four, and I'm trying to decide which one to cut. <laughs> I like my three a lot. All right, go ahead with your first one. I
0: didn't come up with um with <laughs> I didn't come up with like code names or just like yeah, I just straight up their names. <laughs> so if my first one is gonna be Derek Saber. <laughs> <laughs> It could just be a porn star name. <laughs> Derek Sabre. Derek Sabre. Or Sabres. I, right, I, I thought Derek Sabres, but Sabres seems a lot more porn to me.
1: That's I almost feel like this one just is one because it's so good. This one is <laughs> Alistair Sinclair.
0: Alistair Sinclair. <laughs> Does he spell it funny? Like A-L-L-I-S-T-O-R. He's
1: got to, or like Alistair. Alistair Sinclair. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's pretty Sinclair. I I like Sinclair, I also like Saint Clair. Alistair St. Clair. Alistair
1: St. Clair. There's a S.T. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. What's your next one? My next
0: na- my next one is um Jackson Lazarus. <laughs> Codename the Laser. <laughs> Jackson Lazarus went off the grid four days ago. I wanted to use words like
1: Lazarus and yeah. things like that, yeah, but yeah, I definitely. just it felt but I have one that's ridiculous. Oh, my
0: third is super sweet. My
1: third one is like a villain in like a fantasy yeah. movie. Uh I got my other so I had two. I couldn't decide between there's Edgar Killian Oh Killian And really good. Simon Drake I don't know why I like Simon Both Drake Both are
0: great Simon and Drake And Slade is a good one To use too Slade Blazer
1: Or was it Blade <laughs> Laser Blazer uh, Alright what is your Third ridiculous one Cause mine is obscene
0: I had to go with a, I had to go with The European <laughs> one Yeah um, So I decided I was talking to Jeff About this by the way And he was like the lead he's like one of the characters in billions is Bobby Axelrod. I was like that's a sweet that's name. A good one." But Bobby is too good. You can't yeah, you be can't a have bad Bobby. guy named Bobby. Um, it'd be William. So my last one is <laughs> T-E-R-R-I-X. <T-A-R-Y-X>. T-A-R- <laughs> Sven Terrix. T E R R I X T A R Y X T A R. Sven Terrix. I
1: like this spelling more than anything. Yeah, Sven Terrix. All right, so like I said, this guy's like a bad guy like a fantasy film like a demon. Okay. His name is Callis Mephisto.
0: Callous Mephisto, because Mephisto's like the
1: devil. It's, a, it's one yeah. of the devil's brothers, yeah. yeah. But I Callus. just like this name. He's callous. He's callous and he's a devil. And he's the devil. <laughs> one of those ones from like the 80s that is just like so on the yeah. head that it's too much. <laughs> callous Mephisto. Anyway, uh, guys, so if you came up with any sweet <laughs> names, Sven People are like, no, we have real jobs. And uh,
0: AKA Sven <laughs> um Simon Drake. Yeah, if we ever find ourselves in if we ever find ourselves in like a super intense um like like hit and run espionage sure. international situation where we're on the run we have to make we have These to make names. contact like uh but it has to it has to be somewhat anonymous so that they don't know that you like we're on it. I'm
1: going to use the name the codename
0: Sven Terrix.
1: I'll use uh Simon Drake. Simon Drake. And then what's going to happen is you and I are going to be on the run for like 10, 15 years, and then someone will find this episode and it will bring us down.
0: It'll be like, I'll I'll be like, uh, you know, on my computer, like cut forward, and it'll be like,
1: sir, you have a call from Simon Drake? Like, you know, like... (laughs) Hold my appointments. Yeah. Get out of the office. (laughs) Clear. Clear the (laughs) office. Clear everything. Clear the room. Uh, All right. Uh, (laughs) All right. So, um, moving on to production development. (laughs) off the rails. We are really (laughs) crazy today. Uh... Moving on to production development, I'm going to talk about David Guggenheim, who's a relative newcomer. He's the writer of this film. Um, But he's actually got a lot of great things coming up for him. So, this was actually the first screenplay he'd ever written. Um, Mm -hmm. And like you said, it was unproduced on the blacklist. It was, like... Why?
0: Why was it? Why?
1: Was it unproduced? No, no, no. Why was it on the blacklist? Why is it, like, celebrated on the blacklist? Like, what is it about... This movie's too long. (laughs) It, like, it doesn't really... You know? Um, I think
0: there's a couple things. I think, like... A couple things happen. So, the first one is that I think that this movie, probably, the original script was vastly different than what ended up on screen. And yeah. I think a lot of the choices made... I, I don't know exactly how I feel about Daniel Espinosa as a director, but I don't think he's great. I don't think he has, like... I think he's a little too, like, a little too Smokin' Aces for my taste in general. Yeah.
1: He, did he do and Aces?
0: No, no, but just, like, the style. Yeah. It's all just, like, everything's crime, everything's cool. Like, there's a lot of directors that want to do that sort of thing. Cause yeah, we are somebody... just
1: trying so hard to be cool.
0: I mean, I could be wrong about the guy, but um, that's the feeling I get, is that this movie, just the studio and every, everybody pushed it to just be this, like, cookie-cutter version. Even the ending, which I, I, do, I really dislike the final shot, he needed to just not find her. Like, yeah because that would have been he if he's going to actually become uh, Tobin Frost which is he can't is, have that no, girl. He can't ever make contact with her again cuz she's going to die.
1: So Guggenheim though was he the guy that that sat down with Denzel? No, it's the director. It the director? Okay, exactly. Yeah. Daniel Espinosa
0: sat down for 3 months with Denzel to like talk about the character. It's funny. Denzel and interview was saying that like in the initial meeting with the studio when they're like he's got to be bad, he's got to be evil this character. Mm-hmm. Denzel was like, "You're going to tell me how to do my character, huh?" And he's like this guy's a bisexual sociopath that's what he does that's who he is that's what he said and he's like doesn't care he'll sleep with either anybody he just wants to win that's all he wants to do is that scary enough for you and then he was like i think in earlier versions of the script there was they played the bisexual thing a little more but i think they chickened out much they chickened out i think they got rid of it
1: too early uh that's great though so guggenheim um he got his start in with this as a screenplay but he was getting he was known for doing stolen which I can't remember much about that film It's a Cage movie isn't it? An, yeah it is but I don't know anything about he's it He's
0: on the cover kind of like this Yeah of
1: course he is he's got the good old <laughs> Wesley Snipes pose uh, And then he's got Exit Strategy Which is a TV movie but the big thing for him Is that he's the creator and writer Of several or almost all the episodes of Designated Survivor that oh. uh, Kiefer Sutherland yeah, yeah, Show yeah. that's actually pretty popular um, So right now he's working on Safe House 2 <laughs> Yay, and uh, and Bad Boys for Life. Okay, so oh, he's writing
0: Bad Boys for Life,
1: huh? Yeah, he must be partnered up with someone.
0: Yeah, he must know. He must know our buddy. Yeah. So um, uh, that's David Guggenheim. Not much else to talk about with him. <laughs> so, uh, all right, this movie is directed by Daniel Espinosa. Espinosa is a young Swedish director. He only had a few credits. His big first credit was a film called Easy Money. Uh, it was a Swedish film, broke records for like most admissions in Sweden that year, 2010. Um, it actually stars Joel Kinneman, who. Mm-hmm. I didn't know... Because Joel Kinnaman's in this movie as a small mm-hmm. part. And everybody saw Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad. And- Dude,
1: it's so that name, Joel Kinnaman, last night I finally just had to ask. I was like, this fucking guy yeah. has been in everything. Because I turned on my TV right after this was over and Child 44 was on. Yep. And he's in that with Tom Hardy. Yeah. And then he was in a preview for another movie last night for a movie I was about to watch and I finally was asking my buddies, like, who is this guy? He's like, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. I was like, I know who he is, but he's blowing up. He's, well, I, I looked up because my first thought with Joel Kinnaman is the same thought
0: you and I have every time there's like a handsome white guy who's totally. getting work. Is like, well, he's kind of scrappy looking. Though. Who is this guy? And I started to look and he's the star of Easy Money, but he also, there's like a Swedish film franchise that he's the star of, that he was in like nine movies over there. Okay. Um, He's been in tons of stuff, and he's a big deal over there. He was in the top three running to be the star of Mad Max Fury Road. He was in the top five. St- he was, like, the, the runner-up for Thor. Like, There's
1: a big movie I'm thinking of that I just saw him and in. It's driving me crazy. Was he, he in one of the Avengers? He wasn't, was he?
0: Uh, he's in Suicide Squad.
1: Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay, that's
0: what it is. He's in Knight of Cups, the, the Terrence Malick movie. He's, like, yeah. he's just this guy who's, like, breaking out right now, but he's been pretty clear that he doesn't need to take American work. He's, like, happy to work in Sweden. Yeah. He's not going to take American work just to take it. So, anyway, he... Um, he is also he is in Child 44,
1: which is also directed by Espinosa.
0: Hmm. That's the movie that he did after Safe House, before life.
1: And I, and I only watched the last little bit of it, so I don't know if it was good or not. I didn't watch Child
0: 44. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, but uh, basically, yeah, Espinosa was pretty clear that like he wanted to come over and do American movies. He started getting sent a lot of scripts for Safe House around the time that his movie, Easy Money, was showing while at Berlin Film Festival. He read like 40 scripts, decided to do this movie, and... Um, Really wanted to go with a studio that was going to treat him like Green had been treated when he came over to do the Bourne movies, because uh, he felt like his his soul, as he said, had been kept as a director, as a foreign director. Right. And so uh, it's just funny because there's definitely there's definitely a part of him that like feels like he is a little bit Green ish for but, sure, but a little like a little less raw, a little
1: more cliche. Yeah, and and like it's hard to call Green innovative anymore because the whole thing has yeah. been overdone, but. He was innovative at one point, whereas yeah. Espinosa has not been. You the know? most interesting thing about Espinosa, to be perfectly honest with
0: you, is his age. How he? Halsey. At 34, he directed this movie. He directed he directed Safe House at 34. He did Child 44 two years later, and he's got life coming out. He's not 40 yet. Look, man, we got six years, okay? <laughs> we can do a lot in those next six years. So, yeah, he's, he's like, you know, definitely got to work with some pretty crazy casts. Tom Hardy and Gary Oldman in Child 44. Obviously. It's
1: so interesting to see how sorry to cut you off, but like how he's going to do with life, because life looks so different than what he typically directs, and it looks like such a good film. Not to say that he doesn't make good films, but Child 44 didn't feel like this either, but what he'd done up to that point, they all feel very similar. Yeah,
0: I mean, my my perception of life prior to that, you know, a few months ago when the trailer first showed, I think it was during a sports game, I looked it up and like saw oh he's the guy that directed these movies like I'll temper my expectations exactly.
1: a little bit so but then you look at the trailer
0: he's also so young and it's like I just wonder I wonder if it's going to be really good and it's just that we're going to look back on his first few movies and they're going to be like serviceable and he'll just get right. better and better
1: I mean you look at these the people that kind of hit it big young and a lot of them I mean not like super young I mean P T Anderson's an ex- exception but like they do grow exponentially yeah you big know big like big you look big. at you look at even Nolan I think Nolan's a great example because you yeah. look at his first five movies, and yeah. like each one of them gets a lot By better. the fifth one, you're like, that's an Oscar movie. Yeah, Fincher. You know? Fincher's yeah. like that. Fincher exactly.
0: Better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, produced by Scott Stuber. Um, <laughs> this is funny. He He's the Volcano. associate producer on Volcano in 97, and then yes. he doesn't have an actual credit for almost 10 years. Um, he was the co-president of production at Universal with Mary Parent in, 20, in 2004, um, and then he basically changed roles, ended up um, working with, like, Universal Pictures and and all kinds of different stuff for a long time. He he's still working and he's produced all kinds of things. Everything from role models to like the Kingdom, Yumi and Dupree, the breakup. Like he's just a big.
1: He just kind of does
0: those. Just yeah, a producer. He, yeah, he's you a know. big producer. Works on a lot of big stuff. He's got you know he's definitely one of these people whose name shows up on big movies. He's still consistently working. He's uh, he's credited as producing a couple things. Uh, the Scarface remake, which is supposedly going to star Diego Luna. <laughs>
1: damn it and uh i what's gonna happen with that i just i'm so curious to see how you remake scarface and how it's al Pacino's still alive yeah and like it doesn't need to happen you don't need a remake to that movie no especially because the original's so bad yeah you hate the original (laughs) i i mean i so the other night it was like a month ago my buddy came over he's like oh scarface he turns it on we ended up watching the whole thing from beginning to end yeah and it was interesting, because I think it was the first time... Actually, my roommate likes it, but he's not the same. He's not, like, his vocal. Yeah. You know? Uh, but my buddy Dave... It was interesting watching it with someone that loved that movie. Yeah. It definitely made me appreciate it a little bit more. I'm,
0: like, I'm like, way too harsh on no, Scarface. No, I, I know that. But yeah. I,
1: I still am... I'm in... I'm closer to where you are than where Dave is.
0: Yeah, Scarface is a good movie. It's It's got, fine. It's got good stuff. It's got cool... It's just very dated and it's got a great performance. It's just not my favorite and I think it's like
1: super, super overhyped. It's got a pretty good performance. It, 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 at this point now, it feels... Super cartoonish Yeah really but it still is good It's been a while Since i watched yeah. it Alright so critically In box office This movie is uh, It was actually Very successful It was produced by Universal it only cost 85 million dollars to make
0: How did this movie Cost 85 million dollars to make it's I know
1: like- you you say only And then at the same time You're like how the fuck Did this movie cost 85 million dollars to make
0: It's. I get it Like the car chase And explosions But it's like Most so of this movie you think maybe
1: 30 million goes to Denzel and Ryan
0: I guess I mean this movie feels like this movie feels like you could have made this movie for like thirty million dollars and just cut 20. a lot of the action. Yeah, like a lot of the
1: action is irrelevant. Or just kept the action, replaced the leads. Yeah, yeah, you know?
0: yeah. Th- did you see the list of the guys that were up for Ryan Reynolds' role? This is something I thought was really interesting. What
1: well, it was big, huge, right? so yeah,
0: twelve different guys, and I can't remember all of them offhand. But it was like I started thinking to myself because of my thesis with Ryan, like. He's good. He's actually very good in this movie. He actually he does is. a good job. He
1: and, and I was talk I was trying to talk to you about, and that's one of the reasons I want to watch Buried is Ryan Reynolds does such a great job, and you see it at the end of Smoke and Aces, where he's just like I mean, that's why he ends up in Smoke and Aces it's the same thing. He gets fucked over by the government. He gets betrayed by his own government, who he works for. So I think that was just he has this like look of being betrayed that's so good. Yeah. Um people just don't like it.
0: It was like it was like Joel Edgerton, Tom Hardy, Shia LaBeouf, like J- Jake Gyllenhaal, like every every like basically like serviceable to very good leading man in Hollywood around it was like that age, mid twenties to mid thirties. There was like twelve of them, and I was thinking to myself about all of them. I was like, yeah, he could have done it. He could have done it. He could have done it. He could. The, the role like ultimately is good, but like it doesn't require Ryan Reynolds any skill set that Ryan Reynolds no. has. He's just he was just slotted in.
1: Yeah, and that's another thing is that these two role. I mean. Since Denzel is Denzel, he can say things like, no. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Right. But Ryan Reynolds can't at that point.
0: Denz, uh, Denzel had a uh, a green light clause in his contract to do this movie where he could, uh, basically, they tried to fire the director over creative differences, and he was mm-hmm. like, no, he's finishing the
1: movie. Denzel said that. Yeah,
0: he's like, I'm not going to finish unless he finishes the movie. It's in my contract.
1: And they're like, all right.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got it.
1: Uh, so back to what I was saying. Universal, $85 million. It was released in February of 2012. Um so people weren't really... I mean, another thing, after doing the show for so long, you really learn what studios think movies are going to do. Yeah. And that's why they release them, when they release them. This was not going to be an Oscar movie. This was not going to compete with summer blockbusters. This is just something to watch earlier on in the year. It made $126 domestic, an additional 81 worldwide, for a gross total of $208 million. Yeah, that's pretty successful. $200
0: million. Uh, Mircea, can we throw up, uh, please, the, the box office graphic of top Ryan Reynolds movies? Um, I pulled this. I thought this was interesting. It says Worldwide Unadjusted, but um, obviously Deadpool is number one. The Croods. <laughs> anytime, like, anytime there's an ensemble cast with an actor in an animated movie, yeah. it always shows up on these lists, and it's, it's like,
1: like always in the top three. We like
0: don't account for it because it's just like, it's just- Ryan
1: Reynolds was in The Croods? I didn't remember that. Did you? No. And we've been quizzing each other relentlessly <laughs> about animated films. Um, X-Men
0: Origins, obviously. <laughs> the Proposal, Fourth, Turbo, Green Lantern, Safe House. This is his seventh highest grossing movie. He's made more movie, more money worldwide than Blade 3. I oh. mean, I mean that's before adjustment and it's right. you know almost it's 8 years difference, but like if you look at that, the Amityville Horror, R.I.P.D., like he hasn't been in movies that made any money. There he hasn't been <laughs> in very many good movies. No, he hasn't. It's his career is astonishing. It, yeah, it really is. You look at this and you're like, those are his <laughs> most successful films. Yeah, it's the ten, the top ten. <laughs> I'm never gonna watch R.E.P.D. if I can help it. Never. Emilyville horror I did see in theaters when it came out. Saw that. Uh, you did?
1: Yeah. That's not a movie that you would see for some reason. I yeah.
0: Um, Blade Trinity I saw in theaters. Safe House I've seen. Green Lantern I Origins seen.
1: Wolverine's horrible.
0: Yeah, I've seen. I've seen like most
1: of those movies. I've seen, like, I heard Turbo seven. was like one of the bad ones. Yeah, but right? it's,
0: but Turbo's not. Um,
1: it's yeah, it's not, not Pixar, Pixar, right? Yeah. 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 Um anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. Just talking about like two hundred
0: million dollars worldwide for Ryan Reynolds is like a pretty good take. Like that's a that's quite a quite a bit of money.
1: And if you guys have time, I don't know how many of you guys are as like weird or neurotic about numbers as, as we are, but like go and look at that list and Denzel's list and it'll blow your mind. It really will, because he will have movies, he'll have ten movies that you've seen, heard, love, want to watch again. That yeah. All probably made less money. Than this. Every single one of them straight across the board. Like, if you're talking, like, ratios comparison, and it's one of those weird things with Denzel, his movies just do not make money um, overseas.
0: Yeah, it's not in the way you would expect with a name like
1: his. Yeah, especially now. Yeah. Uh, opening weekend, this was number two at $40 million, which is still mm. a huge opening weekend, but it was behind The Vow. That was uh, Rachel McAdams yeah. and Gerard, or?
0: No, no, I think no. The Vow was uh, Zach Efron, wasn't it? Maybe that's right Or maybe it was Channing Tatum
1: Channing Tatum that's Rachel, yeah um, Marissa, at, were you chiming in on Channing Tatum just now? Channing Tatum <laughs> <laughs> Marissa Serafini in the booth, everybody Say hello to her hello. Um Critically, this movie got a 6.8 oh, About right feels, feels correct, yeah And then all top and audience critics gave 53, 56, and 64 I would say I'm a little closer to the audience of 64 here than 6.8 I would too, and I think 50 is a little low
0: Yeah yeah, I um, think
1: so. and, and another thing that I had, another, like, idea that I had for Thesis was that if you put two leading men yeah. with that movie star charisma that we always talk about, it will still be a serviceable movie. But that could be wrong. I think it is wrong, especially with this next thing we have coming up, which is famous casts that fall flat. Yeah, we started just talking about, like, casts and pairings. Things, <clears throat> you know, this is one of
0: those situations you look back at 2012 and a lot of people would look and be like, oh... This movie came out Like I can't believe I never watched it That's yeah. crazy Ryan Reynolds He's in Deadpool I love Ryan Reynolds and, and I love all those movies And Denzel Wow I guess No one gave a shit Yeah And like It happens all the time I mean big casts Get put in movies But what we really talked about Was like things that Jumped out to us As movies like Wow That's something That I wanted to watch um, I was excited for that For some reason And mm-hmm. just Two of my three I haven't even seen I've, I've like essentially, I haven't seen any of mine Yeah I've essentially studied um, But I'll start with my first one Because it's funny it's uh, Rock of Ages, and you guys know I love Cruz. and if you don't know, you probably know this from some of the music techniques we've done, I'm obsessed and extremely knowledgeable about 80s hair metal. He I knows
1: more about it than anyone I've ever met.
0: I wrote an 80s hair metal musical in high school, <laughs> as a high school project, before Rock of Ages even existed. I, like, love hair metal, and I love Tom Cruise, and he plays Stacy Jacks. Now, I've watched every single Cruise scene as Stacy Jacks in this movie. Of course you have. For sure. Yeah. Because how could I not? Is he sweet? He's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, of he's course he is. great.
0: And that's the only review of this movie is that Cruz is great as Stacey Jacks. That's what every review said. But the movie itself is terrible.: He's a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> so I just but I just never saw
1: because the reviews were so, so, so bad. Mm-hmm. Just got panned. All right, so uh, I'll hop in then with, with mine I, I think he might be on my list twice then, but legend. I love Tom oh, Hardy yeah. more than almost anyone I've ever met. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. So it's a movie with Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy. Yeah. And it's like a gangster movie about these brothers that are like ruthless gangsters. And one of them is like a fucking psycho.
0: What's the word what the K? The, K the, the The. Something with the something,
1: K. Yeah. Would, uh, Kudge it, Brothers? It doesn't or matter. But like. You saw it in um, Lawless, yeah, and you're like, dude, awesome, yeah. Tom Hardy, cool. And then he does, he does Legend. You're just like, for, I've heard you can't understand anything he says. Yeah. Is one of them, yeah. And it's just a bad movie, yeah. And it's I, not. A, and the reason I put it in for duos is because. It's two Tom Hardy. It yeah, it's two Tom Hardy That's a good one That's a really good one um, Yeah I, I totally remember that we, we were excited
0: for that movie Brian Helgeland wrote And directed that movie yeah, Helgeland is. famous for A Knight's Tale And also writing And taking Pelham 123 yes. <laughs> He like wrote a bunch Of super sweet movies uh, That movie just Completely missed the mark Yeah um, My number two Is going to be Nine The follow up film Daniel Day-Lewis
1: made To There Will Be Blood it One is. of my favorite movies An incredible performance still to this day have, it's one of I think it might be one of the only movies I haven't seen that he's in
0: yeah I've seen almost every movie he's ever done mm-hmm. Rob Marshall directs it's you know he directed Chicago this is the most obligatory let's throw this movie a few Oscar Nod Bones movie I've ever heard of yeah because the cast is you're you're pairing Day-Lewis with Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. Marion Cotillard like the the year before uh, she's I think it's the same year she's in Dark Knight Rises and it's you know she's it's a year after Inception like Uh, Penelope Cruz, like it's a fucking huge cast. It's just like, give us an Oscar, now. And this movie, like, I can't think of a high-profile musical that I've ever heard of that that came and went
1: more than this movie. No, you can't. You can't, because it is... It it, it is without a doubt Unarguably that Daniel Day-Lewis Is the greatest male living actor Right now Even if you think Other people are more talented Than him There's no one that Does what he does Where he does a movie Once every couple of years He always gets an Oscar nod And if he doesn't win You're kind of like How did he not win He did three movies
0: Between 2007 and 2012 And he won best actor For two of them
1: Yes Exactly (laughs) Like this is what he does And like When you Someone that's that careful with how they pick movies comes and does a movie that's bad. Yeah, it's unbelievable, unfathomable. It's crazy, especially considering Chicago won Best Picture. Yeah, you got you've got the the whole formulas there. But again, I think it could be there was no heart. I didn't see it, so I don't know. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's it's just, but it's one of those ones when you think about it, you are like, oh yeah, that
1: movie exists. Yeah. So, um, my next one is The Drop. Oh yeah. Also, Hardy with Hardy. I've seen this movie, I, and I haven't. Yeah. So I don't know. But from what I've heard, from what you've said, and what everyone else said, you've got Hardy and Gandolfini. Yeah. Like, that's all I should joke. have to say, is yeah. Tom Hardy and James Gandolfini, and you should be like, I want to watch that movie.
0: It's good enough. It's, it's Really, it is. It's good enough. It's okay.
1: entertaining enough. Like,
0: I enjoyed it enough. It's got... Uh, Fred Armisen plays the cop. Okay. So and- maybe I
1: should have used Criminal instead, because I've been, I've been seeing parts of Criminal on cable. Bad. And someone recently said that they think we'd like it, but I, I just think it's... It just doesn't work for me, and you've got yeah. Oldman and Costner. Yeah, and it's a Big sweet cast. Think yeah. Reynolds is in it too. Reynolds, yeah. Uh, so, okay, what's your next one? Your yeah. last one.
0: Uh, my last one is Righteous <laughs> Kill, and this one, honest to God, Righteous Such Kill one. might be the most egregious ever yeah. because De Niro and Pacino were in two movies together prior to this, mm-hmm. ever. They were in Godfather Part Two, which won Best Picture, and they didn't have a scene together. Yep. They were in Heat in 1995, one of the most revered crime movies ever made, one of my five favorite movies ever, and they have a single scene together, and it's a great scene, but that was, like, a really big deal. They had a scene
1: together. I mean, like, you talk about De Niro and Pacino together, and they literally embody a time, a generation of great actors. Completely. They're like the two guys. Flash forward 13 years, they make this fucking movie, Righteous Kill, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys remember the movie
0: 88 Minutes, it's yeah. the same director. Is it? Yeah, they're both. Hor- like, Righteous Kill is actually so bad that you've when you're- seen it. I saw it in theaters. When you- I-, I was,
1: I'm telling you, it was. I know. So exciting. I, mean, I know. Pacino and yeah, I, I get was it. so I get
0: pumped it. up. Wow. Uh, it came out and I was like, I'll tell you why I saw it too. Because Teddy and I, we used to go see the worst movie of the week yeah. on Saturday nights for like a year and a and half. And that was one of them. We saw 88 minutes and we found out that the same director <laughs> was doing Righteous Kill and Can we were we like, go? "There's no way this is good." Yeah. The villain's 50 Cent. Like, there's no way this is good. The villain is 50 Cent. (laughs) (laughs) Or he's not, I think he's one of the characters. Right,
1: but still, it's like, that's a good point. It's a good arguing point. That
0: that movie is appallingly bad. Really? It is, like, you'll laugh, you'll laugh out loud and turn it off. Um, That movie we could do on the show and laugh. we'd laugh our asses Hmm. off. Yeah, Righteous Kill to Me is the biggest, that's the biggest flop in the history of this.
1: Uh, So my other one is Gangster Squad.
0: Oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, every single one of these movies... Gosling, Brolin, Stone. Should have been big. Say those (laughs) names one more time. Ryan Gosling, Josh Brolin, Sean Penn, Emma Stone. Like, you've got...
1: What? Every single one of them's been nominated for an Oscar, and two of them's won?
0: Sean Penn's won two Oscars. Yeah.
1: Stone just won.
0: Uh, Yeah, Emma Stone's won an Oscar, Ryan Reynolds has been nominated twice, and... And
1: Brolin has been nominated. Brolin's been nominated twice. I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are your leading <laughs> four. And in Gangster Squad, did you see Gangster Squad, Marissa? I did. Yeah. What, what did you think? Was I it... I enjoyed it, and
0: I'm not really into the gangster mob kind of movies, but I thought the the action and the drama and the thriller aspect of it was great. And
1: you know, like you said, it's all the leading acting. cast members. Yeah. Okay. So, and this is this is I want to speak to this because this is a point with with the drop and Gangster Squad. I haven't seen any of these movies that I've put on my list, Yeah, yeah, which is is why my list might not be very accurate, but the reason that that they are on my list is because you see that cast and you have these expectations, and for for some people to be like, oh yeah, it was actually pretty good, is not what I want out of these casts. That's why I picked these movies, I guess, even though I haven't seen them where you've seen yours. Fair. Well, I've only... Yeah, I've seen one of them, but yeah. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen um, any of them.
0: And all of the J- Stacy Jack scenes in Rocky of <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> of course. Uh, so moving on, guys, <clears throat> to the last bit we're going to do on the show today, and that is Favorite Line. i got to be honest with you, this was a struggle. Yeah. This was the biggest struggle of the entire episode's games today because I don't think that most of the lines of this movie are delivered well at all. In yeah. fact, I think most of them are pretty bad. What I went with, though... Uh, And I don't even have the exact line written down, but it's when he's saying goodbye to the girlfriend at the train station, and she's, like, mad at him, Mm -hmm. and he's just, like, scared, and he's calling me, like, you just need to go. Right. Go. You you just need to go. And he's just not apologizing. He's like, please do this for me. Do this for us. He's just saying, you just gotta go. You just have to go. Yeah. You have to leave.
1: It's one of those, yeah, it's one of those moments in movies where you, you, there's something so human about it where you're kind of like, fuck how would that, how would I do yeah. that? Yep. You know, like what, would, would I be man enough to do that? Yeah. You know, so completely, that's good. That's a good one. I already said mine earlier and I don't have another one for it, but it's like, uh, you had 600s though. Yes. It's just, it. just yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I guess the, I guess maybe the best part of it is when he comes up, you know, how long was I under? You know, yeah. or, how long was that? You know, and you're just like, God, how do you do
0: that? Ah! Ah! <laughs> 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 Love you, Denzel. <laughs> Um, all right, so there's three action movie categories, guys. There are totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and ridiculously legitimate movies. Totally ridiculous are like Con Air, Face Off. You mm-hmm. kind of just like laugh yourself out of the theater. They're great, but just hilariously bad and awesome. Um, there's totally re- totally legitimate movies like you know Lone Survivor or Terminator Fugitive. Two, The Fugitive. Yeah. They really hold together. They're classics. They're driven by drama. Um, they're pretty believable, even if they're about aliens or whatever. And uh, the middle category, leg- legitimately ridiculous or ridiculously legitimate, as we call it, is like you know The Rock. Point Break, Predator. Predator. Yeah, you just, you like laugh, but you love it. And there's like usually at least one really strong detail that's driving the thing. Your
1: favorite action movie of all time is probably in that category. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Unless it's Terminator 2. Unless it's Terminator 2.
0: But yeah, most of them, most of the ones that like we love that are truly great are the middle category. And this is a weird one. This is a weird one. I like don't really.
1: Do I call it totally legit? Because it feels right.
0: Yeah, I didn't laugh once. The closest thing to laughing I got was like just the Denzelishness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I think the Denzelishness, the walk by shot and like both of them getting shot and coming back, getting shot and coming back, you're going to die, you're going to not. Brendan Gleeson getting blown up and then coming back and shooting Denzel like Yeah. I guess there's just enough in it. Yeah. Or maybe there wasn't enough in it for me to believe it. You know what I mean? Like It's either one of the two, so I think I have to put it in the middle category, which is kind of weird.
0: I'm gonna go totally legit, and it Mm-hmm. I, not every totally legit movie is the best movie. It's no. just, this is just a good and entertaining movie.
1: Just because something's believable doesn't mean it's good. Yeah,
0: I just don't think there was enough in this movie that knocked me off that I felt like I need to put it in the middle category. Yeah. Um, so that would be my assessment. There's only one part of the show left, guys, and that's going to be called the pitch. Wow. And uh, wow.
1: I had no idea you yeah. like. I don't You're know. So excited. Excited. I am so excited! I'm
0: so excited! Um <laughs> uh, We. I just did this. Oh, because, I know. that. <laughs> I literally just did this because somebody tweeted at us yesterday or today and said, Hey, going through old episodes, listening to the Mortal Kombat episode, totally hilarious. You guys need to do anaconda. And I was like and I was like, You know what? You know what we do? <laughs> Why the fuck haven't we done Anaconda yet? I was like what are we, we're at this point in this show, we're getting close to a hundred episodes yeah. and like we haven't done Anaconda yet? Which is one of our favorites. It's like the most quotable movie. Um <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, not to mention, you know, my girlfriend's in Barcelona for the next five days. We have like we have a dude's weekend coming up oh, yes. to get wasted and watch Anaconda.
1: This is perfect. Yeah. It's gonna be a great, I can't wait. great way to spend the you week. You guys just lived a little closer, <laughs> you can come hang out. Uh all right, so Anaconda next week, guys, uh at AMA Podcast tweeted us your hashtag AMA question, let us know what you wanna know about <laughs> Anaconda. What you want to know about Anaconda? Yeah, or maybe it's just our favorite line to repeat. <laughs> Oh, they don't, don't
0: they? <laughs> I'm so excited Guys thanks for watching Thanks for listening uh, And once again check out the Anchor app Download Anchor on your phone uh, I'm going to have some sweet show Follow me on Twitter at BenBatemanMedia If you
1: want to know the name of it I'll be tweeting it out in the next 24 hours uh, Yeah and you guys can find me at Andrew Guy on Instagram and Twitter You can find me here every Wednesday for this show And every Friday for the Unproduced Table Reads Starting at about 10am on uh, Pacific Standard Time Friday mornings Sweet. Yeah. Thanks guys we'll see you soon Bye